0: It's official. We now know the release date of Apple's new Vision Pro headset. Yes, you can start ordering it on the 19th of January, and it's going to be here on the 2nd of February. Who's excited? yeah, I'm not going to buy one, but if you are, or if you just want to know what it's all about, stay tuned because on this week's Studio Live Today podcast, I'm going to give you all the information you need without any of that hyperbole and all of that hype that you may get from other places. Because while I think this is a cool advancement and any new Apple product is worth talking about, it's not going to be for everyone. And I'm going to open with that. You may not want to buy this and you may think this is the silliest thing ever, but it is a new product. And what do we know about Apple and new products? The first generation of them is always a bit weird and wacky. It's usually for the bleeding edge early adopters, and it's usually way too expensive for us lay people to even consider. However, over time, it becomes more affordable and more reasonable and maybe that's going to happen with this. What do you think? Let me know. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, you can leave a comment down below. If you're listening on the audio version, always love to hear from you. I'm at Pete at studiolivetoday.com or all the social places you would expect. So this is the Studio Live Today podcast. I'd like to welcome you in. We are going to be talking about the Vision Pro. What is it? Who's it for? How much is it going to cost? And what do you get if you shell out that $34.99? Oh, I've I've spoiled it. I'm not going to bury the lead on this one. It's an expensive device. It's three and a half grand. And it's not, let me tell you, it's not virtual reality or augmented reality. VR or AR, Apple have specifically said that this is a spatial computing device. So they're going to make sure that they own the naming and the branding of it as spatial computing so do not call it ar or vr even though i think i did in the thumbnail of this very video but that's okay so what is it if you haven't seen the announcement the launch video you can go to apple.com check it all out it is a headset i was always going to say a vr headset is a spatial computing headset that is similar to things like the meta quest and the oculus devices of the past but it's different Because it's Apple, so it's got a lot of computing power, it's got the M2 chip in there, it's got a lot of cameras, a lot of microphones and a whole lot of processing in the machine and it's going to be good for being able to do computing in your spatial environment, so that's using apps, that's doing your productivity stuff, maybe it's playing games, is it going to be related to computing to do with music production? video production sort of a little bit not much we're going to talk about that throughout this show as well so at the moment the the word on the street is that apple are launching this with a fairly small scale launch so not very many units are being produced the the guesstimate is sort of half a million to a million units now that sounds like a lot until you realize how many iPhones and iPads and Mac computers are actually sold. It's a lot more than a million. So this is going to be a fairly small launch by all by all reports. Now, there was rumors originally that you'd need to go into the Apple store and do like an in-store fitting to make sure it all worked for you. That's kind of been debunked now because pre-orders, you can do it online and then it looks like it's going to be delivered. And I'll let you know what you get in the box in just a jiffy as well. The storage we've now found out is going to be 256 gigabytes, which seems like a fairly small amount for a device like this, considering that, you know, I bought my Mac and I only put 256 gig of storage on there and I'm constantly running out and I really should have gone with a higher storage amount. And we still don't know. And probably won't know till the pre-orders begin on the 19th of January uh, how much you can add to that, or if you can indeed even add to that storage at all. So interesting times ahead for Apple and the Vision Pro. So again, how when can you get it? And how much will it cost? So it is available to order on Friday, the 19th of January at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the US. I'll admit I haven't even looked into international because I don't intend to buy one, but for my friends in the UK and Europe and Australia and other places, uh, I'll I'll look into it. Or go to your apple.com and go to the store and see when it's available because that's the sort of research I probably should have done. But I'll be sitting back. I'll be the armchair critic of this, sitting back and watching other people get these, shove them on their face and tell me what they can and can't do. The release date, the date to look out for is February the 2nd, which is a Friday again. And apparently, in store demos, appointments for in store demos are also going to be available on February the 2nd, which could be interesting. Uh, will I do one of those if it's available here in the Adelaide uh, uh, Apple Store? Probably, because I am intrigued. I'm interested to see what these do. Speaking of which, what does it do? Who is it for? Well, they haven't really revealed a whole lot. In fact, there's been very little outside of the original launch video where you saw the lady with the creepy eyes in the space doing the things. So what is it actually going to be able to do? Well, it's like any other Apple device. You get your big apps display, like your watch, like your phone, like your tablet, like your Mac. You can have apps and you can have productivity apps. They've actually shown things like Zoom and Word and Excel. I know. Can you imagine? spreadsheets in space. I'd love to do my concatenation formulas while uh, and my pivot tables with my fingers in the air. Um, Yeah, maybe not. Where's, where's my Excel nerds at? Yeah, love, love concatenate, the best Excel function ever. Uh, there's going to be other things like games, a so game room and super fruit ninja. If you know the old fruit ninja game where you swiped your phone, I guess now you're swiping in the real world in your spatial space something like that. So that's going to be available. And the thing that they're really selling is a couple of things. You're going to be able to use ported iPad and iPhone apps. Ooh, ported iPhone and iPad apps. GarageBand in space. Maybe. Hey, if we find out that GarageBand or Logic Pro is available and has been ported over for the Vision Pro, my interest level will suddenly go from about 3% to yeah, at least 50%. Will I fork out $3500 tomorrow to buy one? No, 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 probably not. But it will be interesting to see because we we didn't think when we first got the iPhone and the iPad, we didn't really look at these and go, "Well, these are going to be completely possible to create music on." No one was thinking that. Yet here we are. I create music on my iPad and my iPhone all the time. So when we look at the Vision Pro, Given that it is an interactive experience and creative stuff can happen in those spaces, I think that there is a possibility that we will have some some sort of creation. And look, if not that, there'll definitely be people doing other apps that are related to to music creation. I can I can already imagine a drum app, a very simple where you throw your hands around in the air and hit things. Piano might be a little bit harder to do, but definitely sort of percussive type things. And again, being able to move things around like a theremin, how good would a virtual theremin that you can play with the visual? Okay, now I'm about 60% excited. Who's with me? Virtual theremin for the win. So uh, yeah, and I guess the other thing that they showed a lot of was the 3D video. So yes, 3D stereoscopic, that's the whole point of this. I personally don't understand it because as someone who only has vision in one eye, kind of lost on me. In fact, they should release a monoscopic version of this just for folks like me. I'm going to put it out there. Come on. For people like me, accessibility, <laughs> where is the One-Eyed Vision Pro? Uh, but seriously, you can do stereo, stereoscopic 3D video. And the original one, the original video showed the dude wearing the giant goggles, peering down at his children with their birthday cake, blowing the candles out, looking like an absolute creep. But now that we have in the new iPhone Pro the ability to take 3D video, that's going to be compatible with the Vision Pro. And it's making sense now why Apple rushed to put that in the latest version of iOS and the latest iPhone 15 Pro is because... Yeah, they want you to have the iPhone 15 Pro and pair it with a Vision Pro for the full Pro experience. So 3D videos and capturing 3D videos and photos is definitely going to be another big selling point for this particular product. So you shell out your $3,499. What do you get? What's in the box? What's in the box? Brad Pitt would like to know. So you get the Apple Vision Pro. You get a solo knit band and a dual loop. So that means that you could actually, if you saw the original demo, there's the band that goes around the back, but there's also one that kind of goes over the top. And as anyone who's ever worn a VR or AR or spatial computing headset knows, you need that thing over the top because after a while, it starts kind of compressing your neck and your vertebrates start pushing down. And I wore a a MetaQuest 2 for four hours. I used to be six foot, now I'm 5'11". True story. As long as you don't. Have any follow-up questions or require any proof but yes you do want to do that to protect yourself because yeah don't, i don't want anyone walking around like with no with no neck because they wore their vision pro for too long uh, you get a light seal and two light seal cushions so what are they well they're to make sure that if you are say watching a movie in your spatial computing space i'm going to say vr and ar so much your spatial computing space Then you're not going to, you don't want light. You don't want to sort of see bits of sunlight or bits of surrounding ambient light coming in from the sides. So, if you do want to have it in non augmented mode where you're in a complete virtual reality space, they're just the right words. Then you can actually go with the light seals. You get a cover for the front because that front is actually a screen. That's how it can show the creepy eyeballs. So, you do get a cover for the front of it. You get an Apple polishing cloth, the $19. Apple polishing cloth comes for free. You might as well buy it anyway. You're only paying thirty five hundred, and you're getting a free twenty dollar bit of microfiber. That's a deal right there. You get an external battery. Yeah, a lot of people are a little unhappy with the fact that the battery is external. So yes, you have to plug in an external battery that you put in your pocket and it hangs down and dangles down. That battery gives you about two hours of battery life, or what they've now said is two and a half hours of watching a standard definition video. So I guess you can watch our movie before you have to plug back in. And you get, of course, a USB-C charger cable and power adapter that does have USB-C pass-through on that adapter. So you can plug other stuff in if you're plugging into a USB port to charge it. So that's what you get for your $34.99. As I mentioned before, there is no update on upgrading the storage. The RAM, the memory on board of these things, we believe to be 8 gigabytes, although apparently word on the street is some of the test units that folks have been using for developing have 16 gigabytes but i pretty much think it's a standard m2 silicon chip with the 256 and the eight gigabytes of ram at this stage there's no mention of a 512 or a one terabyte if you want more storage but i guess the point of spatial computing is that you're doing it in space i'm assuming the cloud and a very strong wi-fi connection is going to be highly recommended to be able to utilize this device, because you'll be sending a lot of data to and fro. So that's what you get for your thirty-four ninety-nine. You can also get some uh, some lenses, some standard kind of magnification Zeiss lenses for what, ninety-nine dollars extra. Or if you have prescription glasses and you want prescription lenses in your Vision Pro deeming it almost unusable by anyone else, Uh, you could add that for $149. So yeah, there's not a whole lot. A lot of folks were surprised that there's not a lot in the way of upgrading and upselling and and up buying, but I've got a feeling it's just the beginning. Wait, for the the, the Pro headband that'll come out uh, soon or the Pro cable or the Pro battery that actually has four hours of battery life or something, there will be accessories in the future. You can be sure of that. So that's the facts. And now we're going to get into the part where I tell you what I think. And again, I would love to hear your comments. If you're watching the video version, this will be a live premiere uh, podcast. So if you're watching live, let me know right now in the chat. If you are watching after the fact, leave your comments down below. I want to know, are you buying one? Are you excited? Do you think it's going to succeed? They're the three things. Getting one, yes or no. How excited are you on a scale of one to 10? And Do you think this is going to succeed for Apple? And I'm going to preface this next section by talking about a few other Apple products. Let's talk about the iPhone, shall we? The iPhone One, the first iPhone that was launched, didn't even have 3G speed. It had very slow internet. You couldn't copy, cut, and paste. It had no App Store. You couldn't reorder the apps even on the screen. It was static. But it gave us something revolutionary that every phone since has basically been copying, and that is they are all now rectangles of glass with no keyboards. If you think back to the time, and in fact, there's a very amusing video of Steve Barmer from Microsoft talking about the iPhone when it was first launched, and he was like, "Oh, enterprise people aren't going to want this. It doesn't even have a physical keyboard, and it can't do it can't do IMAP and POP Mail, and no, this is this is not going to work." Yeah, what have we? What's happened since then? iPhones are the bomb diggity. The iPad, people laughed at the name. People said this was a device that no one needed when it was first released. And then through iPad 2 and 3 and Air and Pro and Mini, it has expanded and it has continued to grow. And now I got an iPad on my desk and you probably have one on your desk or know someone that uses it on the regular The Apple Watch is probably the latest version of this. Apple brought the Apple Watch out and said, this is going to be the future. This is going to be your wrist communicator. People are going to make and receive phone calls and do messages and look at their photos and check their webcams and their their security cameras on their wrist. They're not going to need their phone anymore. And everyone went, we're not interested in that. We've got our iPhones. We've got a phone in our pocket 24-7. No one's going to go, well, I don't need my iPhone anymore. I've got this tiny two-inch screen on my wrist that will completely do everything I need it to do. But people started using Apple Watches and went, this is one of the greatest fitness watches I've ever used. And now, Apple Watch dominates the fitness watch market because they've embraced that. They've said, okay, well, we're going to do tracking and bike tracking and heart rate monitoring and uh, all that sort of stuff. So they've gone right into they've They've steered into that. So I guess I say all that to say that what I see with the Vision Pro, and the reason that I think I've heard a lot of pundits out there saying, oh, Apple have lost their identity, the the Vision Pro has a personality crisis because it doesn't know what it wants to be and who it's for, I think that's deliberate because I think this is a, a, a very smart strategy from Apple where they're going to put this out there. And who's going to buy it? Developers, diehard Apple fans that bleed six colors, and the sort of people that just have money to burn and to throw away at this sort of product that are that just want to be bleeding edge for the sake of being bleeding edge. And those people are going to find out and work out what works well. Maybe, uh, my joke's about Excel and Word, maybe this becomes the best way to view Microsoft Office documents. I would be very surprised if that were the case, but you never know. Or maybe this will be the ultimate gaming platform, or maybe this will just be uh, something cool and novel that people can start working on. Or maybe it'll change the way we look at videos and photos in the future. We just don't know. And I think it's actually a pretty wise and a pretty clever and crafty strategy of apple to put these out there make them expensive not deliberately but there's a lot of development there's there's decades and billions of dollars of development in these products but to work out what it becomes and it may be that in the future the vision the vision se which i'm jokingly called because apple watch went this way and then iphone went this way the the cut down version for the rest of us might be a thousand dollars and might be awesome, might have taken all the things that they learned out of this. And then there might be a super pro, a pro max model that's 10 grand that only the highest end people use. And that's kind of the Apple strategy. And that's where I think we're going to get with this. So out of the gate, is it going to be an absolute success? Is it going to blow everyone away? Not necessarily, but I think it's going to be interesting enough that people will, that's where I'm at. I'm interested to see. The reason I'm doing this is the topic for the podcast is that I'm actually really interested to see what happens. But I'm going, to be spec- I'm going to be sitting back on my couch with my popcorn watching for this time around, just as I did with the iPad, just as I did with the Apple Watch. It, I didn't buy an iPad until the iPad 4. So it took me a while to realize that, hey, there's something here. I didn't buy an iPhone. My first iPhone was the iPhone 4S. So it took me a while to go, huh, yeah, I'm sticking with my Nokia, with my Nokia E series with the clunky manual keyboard, because I thought that's what I wanted, until I saw the possibilities with something else. So that's where I think we're going with the Vision Pro, and that's where I think it's going to be. Will it succeed, and what's the future going to look like for Apple with the Vision Pro? I don't think it's going to be a game changer. I'm a big fan of science fiction, and I love the movie Ready Player One. Well, not the movie, the book. I should have said the book. I love the book Ready Player One. I tolerated the movie Ready Player One, but if, like me, You love that concept of having a metaverse and having somewhere which is a virtual world. I mean, I I was playing around with Second Life probably 20 years ago. I love playing The Sims. I love all this sort of virtual things that you can do. Sorry, spatial things that you can do with this sort of stuff. Our family does own the the meta quest to the Oculus quest. I'm still going to call it Oculus. We own a quest too. So I've used it and I like it but I like it for a short period of time. So the proof in this one will be, can this become something that people want to use first and foremost? And secondly, and probably more importantly, is it going to be something that people want to use regularly and for a long time? And will it replace something? Or will it more be an accompaniment to the stuff you already have and use? So instead of getting up in the morning and what I do and what most people do is I spend my first hour on my phone and then I switch to my either my Mac or my iPad. And then later in the day when I'm on the go, I go back to the phone. And then maybe I come back to the, the iPad in the evening. And then I go to bed and look at my phone and then go to sleep. So I bounce between devices. And I don't think the Vision Pro is going to replace any of those. I think it's going to be an additional thing, which is going to be hard to to for it to actually penetrate into the market and get into the hands and onto the faces of a lot of folks like me, because I'm pretty set. I'm pretty old. I'm pretty set and pretty stubborn in the ways that I interact with my gear. But that's now. What does the future look like? Will we have something strapped to my face? Maybe. Personally, I don't like it. I find that the weird face you get afterwards, the rings around the eyes, and the sweatiness and the feeling of it, I don't like it. I can use one of these things. Well, one of the original ones, one of the existing products for around thirty minutes. And then i got to stop. And then I don't really feel like going back because, yeah, you've got big red rings around your eyes and you're sweaty and feeling gross. So for me, I don't see a future where I'm wearing something like this. However, when it can become something that's like a pair of ski goggles or hopefully the future that we're all hoping, the pair of Ray-Bans that you just tap the side of and they do everything that something like this does, now we're talking. But considering that this uses an external battery, that this is – fairly big and chunky at the moment, I think we're a little bit far away from that. But I'm interested. Like I said, my my excitement level is starting to grow. I'm interested to see what people do with these, how they respond to them and how they react. Is it gonna be the next big thing? I wouldn't go as far as saying that, but I definitely think it's Apple. They're going to have an impact in this market. Talk to Tile and ask what the Apple tag did to Tile's business. Talk to Blackberry and, and ask them, what the iPhone did to their business and talk to Garmin and ask them what the Apple Watch did to their business. So if I'm meta right now and I'm the leading developer of spatial computing headsets, AR and VR headsets, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned right now because even though the $3,500 Apple Vision Pro is not competing with my $300 or $400 MetaQuest, once it's the $1,000 Apple Vision SE, maybe it is. Thanks for for listening to this. Hope you got some good information here and a few things to think about. Feel free in two years' time to point me back to this when it's either been a gigantic flop or failure or we're all walking around with with headsets on 24-7. Either way, feel free to, to point and laugh at me because uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing about just talking about this stuff. It it is what it is. It'll be what it'll be. I'm not going to lie to you uh, if I'm telling the truth. No. Uh, Yeah, it it will be whatever it will be, but it'll be fun to sit on the sidelines and watch. If you would like to get involved more with Studio Live Today and all the things I do around here, I will invite you to head over to my website. It's at studiolivetoday.com. There you'll find links to the YouTube channel with all my tips and tricks and tutorials and live stream videos. You can also subscribe to this podcast there. In fact, you can go to studiolivetoday.com slash podcast to go straight in and subscribe. If you're listening to the audio version of this one, then please leave a rating or a review. I would love you to do that on your podcatcher of choice. And if you want the audio and the video version, just search Studio Live today in your podcatching venue of choice. If you're on the video version, I would love if you stuck your thumb down below and hit the thumbs up and remember leave me your comments because I would love I would love to hear what you have to think and what you have to say about the Apple Vision pro. It is here much sooner than many of us expected. Until next time here on the Studio Live Today podcast, please be kind to yourself, be kind to others, keep creating, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.